coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida. You're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi, I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to, but you should. We are a weekly podcast with new episodes coming out every Tuesday afternoon, which you can listen to whenever you feel like it, because it's a podcast, and hopefully you'll subscribe and give us a good review on iTunes or wherever you like to listen. On today's show, Kevin and I will talk about how millennials are changing the way we eat. Our guests today are the owner, operator, brother-sister team of Mike and Arielle Collins from Rockstar Cafe, along with the creator of the original Rockstar Cafe in Oldsmar, Adam Kantrovitz. We'll be talking to Mike and Arielle about how being vegan is a lifestyle for them, with Mike having a background in the health food industry and Arielle being into fitness. And we get Mike to admit his guilty pleasure. Adam then joins in with the background on how the original Rockstar was born. After that, we'll play our music segment, open our lunchbox, share our tip of the week, and have a gluten-free wrap-up. All of that is coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. So grab a snack, pour a drink, and relax while we serve up the show. been to Anata lately or at all? My best friend was just recently in town and I took her to all of my favorite places and she proclaimed Anata as her absolute favorite. They're known for their great wines and cheese and charcuterie, but I am in lust with the entrees and specials Chef Josh dreams up. I finally got to try the short rib bolognese and it was fantastic. The M3, which is a mushroom and truffle risotto, is nothing short of sensual. Next time, I want to try the charred octopus arrabbiata pasta. We have had the octopus appetizer, and it's amazing, but this pasta sounds nice and spicy, just like I like it. You really must go to Anata. Anata Restaurant and Wine Bar is located at 300 Beach Drive in downtown St. Petersburg. They open every day at 4 p.m. You really must go to Anata. So for today's topic of conversation, we're going to discuss how millennials are shaping and changing restaurant trends to the types of restaurants that are opening, to the things that are being served, to price points, all of that, and even about types of foods that are being used, like local. The cool thing in general, just in a very general sense to me about this, is that it's demand and and the restaurants actually chasing what the consumer demand is. Right. And I actually Googled and I found a really interesting article in The Balance online called 10 Millennial restaurant dining trends and how they're changing it. And millennials, I mean, the reason the restaurants are chasing them is because they're about to surpass baby boomers and buying power. They are the largest U.S. demographic at this point. So millennials typically are comprised of people in their late teens to their early 30s. For the restaurant industry, they have very distinct dining preferences, is what it says. So 
totally changing the way we eat out. One of the, the first things it talks about is how they are much more adventurous eaters. Maybe I should be a millennial. I know, right? You'll eat anything. Almost. Yeah, almost. But yeah, they're very adventurous. They are willing to experience things from all over the world. And yeah, and we know this from last week's podcast when we talked with Nate and Sam from Cider Press. I mean, they ate termites. Yeah, I definitely draw the line there. (laughs) I know, right? It's crazy. Other thing it talks about is the difference between other generations and millennials is we look at high fat and high carbs when we shop at the grocery store. Millennials look at where does this come from? Local, they want whole, whole foods. So they shop totally differently when it comes to that. They want to know where their food and drink is coming from, how it's harvested. They want to know all that. So it kind of spawned the farm-to-table movement. Yeah, you know, and when I'm at a restaurant or maybe, yeah, probably at a restaurant, and they have, say, organic chicken, I appreciate it. But I have to admit, say I'm shopping in the store to buy some chicken to make it home, organic is not at the top of my mind. If I bump into it by accident, I might say, okay, I'll get that. That's supposed to be the good stuff or whatever, but right, right. not always. No, it's not top of mind with me either. And, you know, I'm, not, a, I, I'm a Gen Xer, so. Yeah, it's not, it's not the number one requirement. You know, I'm a baby boomer. I used to be the biggest demographic. Right. Yeah, but you're the lowest of the baby boomers. Let's, let's yeah, I just up. made it over the line barely. On yeah, he's one. my old man. Another thing that they were talking about is communal dining. They like to have big communal tables and everyone, you know, not separate dining. So it's, it's going to a, different, right. Right, to a different way. We're too shy for that. And that's also no coincidence why food trucks, pokey counters, you know, all these types of places are, are coming about. That's why we need well. Abby Allen right. to write food trucks for us. Right, right. They definitely prefer convenience. They like fast, affordable, quick, easy. I feel like fine dining may end up going by the wayside. I hope not. I hope not too. But it, it seems that they tend to move towards the food trucks and the fast grab and go. Yeah, fast casual. Yeah, definitely. That they spawned fast casual, that's for sure. But you're definitely seeing a change in sit-down fine dining restaurants. You're seeing restaurants now that tell you up front, the food's going to come out as it, as it comes up. It's not all going to come out at the same time. Right. Like take the Lure, for instance, when they first opened. Hawkers does that as well. Correct. Hawkers does that as well. And they're smaller portions because everyone shares. That's also been something that's been spawned by millennials is sharing. Kevin and I used to always order our own meals. Now we pretty much share everything. We still eat too much. (laughs) You have nothing else to add to this. (laughs) Another thing the article says that they really prefer is choice. They don't like a one-size-fits-all menu, which, you know, spurred the the places like Fresh Kitchen, where you go up and build your bowl, or, you know, even Pacific Counter and the, the pokey places. Yeah, you know, I, I can appreciate to an extent the build your own thing when there's a smaller amount of items to choose from. But some places I go to yeah. and there's like 90 choices and it's like, okay, now I'm under pressure. I can't decide that fast. I can't even read all of them that fast, let alone decide which ones I want. So then I just pick a menu item. Yeah, it can be overwhelming. I, I agree with you. And and for my taste, I, I'm just not one that likes to stand in line to get my food at a counter. I really prefer table service. I just do. Yeah. Well, I also I have zero patience. Right. You have zero waiting. patience. So waiting in line, no. Right. Which is the reason I just, especially food trucks, that's really hard for me because first of all, it's hot as all get out outside and who wants to stand in line outside in a food truck? And then where are you going to eat your food? I don't like to eat standing. Again, why we need Abby Allen to do food trucks. Yeah, exactly. 
I get it. I understand it. But it's, it's just interesting to watch how they're reshaping the industry. It's, it's crazy. Even when it comes to alcohol, like small batch alcohol, that's a big deal now, whether it be liquor or beer. Small batch is kind of cool. I like that. Yeah, I like it too. It's, it's definitely different. And it's, this article talks about that and how that's changed as well. Yeah, it seems two things. One, it seems small batch uh, in general, it seems like it's kind of more homemade or is homemade. And the other thing is it's more of like, uh, there's only so much of this and I got some of it and you didn't. Right. It's like an exclusivity <laughs> psychology. Right, right. Everyone. That works on me. I'm in. Yeah, I know. It works on you. <laughs> yeah. One thing I definitely think deserves really good credit is I really think millennials eat healthier than any other generation ever has. It's pretty impressive. Well, I guess they should get credit for that, for sure. Absolutely. Sometimes I do, other times, not so much. Right, I know. But I totally appreciate where everything is. We have a lot more options, a lot more choices, healthier options out there in the restaurant industry. So overall, um, I think it's been good. There are just the things that I'll be sad to see if they die out, like fine dining and table service and all yeah, that. I don't think fine dining will ever completely die out. It might become less popular. Right. But it's also, there's a lot of new restaurants continually opening up in St. Pete. And sometimes the other restaurants are like, geez, don't we have enough new restaurants already? But in the end. Yeah, that's very true. When the smoke clears, no pun intended. Okay, intended. Right. They also want easy. And this is another article I found in the Washington Post. And they are the drivers behind meal kits, grocery delivery services. Oh, right. And of course, it mentions food trucks again, but online ordering and the growth of heat and eat options at the grocery stores. Like, for instance, the Publix, the new Publix on Central carries a lot of those. Right. They're right yep. across from uh, Hermitage, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's who they're catering to. And I don't mind that sometimes, but yeah, I don't think I would be a driving force for it. Right. They also have a greater appreciation for the planet. There's another thing it talks about in here. It says, and this is an interesting paragraph, while older, shop, ugh, while older shoppers, easy for me to say, still read labels for information about calories and fat grams, millennials are more interested in how the food was sourced and grown and how that affects their carbon footprint. Sustainability is a priority for them when buying food at grocery stores or restaurants. Millennials' awareness of environmental issues has influenced food manufacturers to institute better earth-friendly practices. And I know I talked about this a little before, but I thought yeah. this, this one was a different... That's, spin a good, on that. that's a good thing too. Yeah. Yeah. It is a good thing. And they love to snack and they graze instead of uh, eating large meals. So of course, snack auctions have exploded. Yeah, but different, but healthier snacks. Yes. Not yes. the kind of snacks that we grew up on. Right. Like chia seed pudding. It says in here, roasted chickpeas. Yeah. I don't know what the heck popped sorghum is, but it's yeah. in, in here. Yeah. Doritos, not on the list. Yeah. That's Kevin's. That's what he snacks on. <laughs> Free commercial for Doritos. Yeah, right. This is interesting, too, that millennials tend to love the keto diet. I'm going to hold my opinion on we that We tried one. it. We certainly did try it. But according to IFIC, 47% of millennials say animal protein is healthy, whereas just 26% of older cohorts, they're calling us cohorts, can you mm -hmm. not say this? And millennials are more likely than older cohorts to say saturated fat found in keto-friendly coconut oil, cream, and butter is healthy. So whether you love or loathe that diet, millennial interest does drive the researchers to take a closer look at it. So we'll have some evidence-based facts soon, is basically what this article is saying. Can't wait. 
Yeah, I know. You'll be holding your breath on that one. Well, anyways, that wraps up what we were going to talk about today. We'd love to hear your comments and thoughts on what you think millennials are doing in driving the restaurant industry. And you can email us at info at stpetersburgfoodies.com. Yes. And somebody please email me because I'm just going to sit here and keep checking my email over and over. <laughs> or you can just comment below. We'd love to hear your, see your comments, whether you listen to us on iTunes or wherever you happen to listen to us. We love to hear from you. This is the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. I'm Kevin Godby, here with my co-host, Lori Brown. Our guests today are from Rockstar Cafe in downtown St. Pete. We have with us the sibling duo of Mike and Ariel Collins. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. And that's Rockstar spelled R-A-W-K. Yeah, like raw with a K on the end. But but we think you guys are rock stars, too. (laughs) So before we get into Rockstar Cafe, let's get to know you you guys a little bit better. So you are originally from St. Pete. We are. Born and raised. One of the most people around here aren't. That's true. (laughs) So you've really seen a lot of changes around here. Oh, yeah. Wow. Have you always been vegan? Not always, not always. Um, right. We're pretty new at it, probably the past couple of years, uh, just kind of, you know, studying and looking into things more and really understanding, you know, about it. Right. It's, you kind of have to educate yourself about it to, to really know and to make a change. Yep. Okay, so that's kind of recent, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right now for you guys, it's not just a business, it's a, it's a lifestyle, no? Yeah, definitely. Um, for me, I would say that, you know, I've been in the the industry, the health food industry for about 15 years now. And, uh, you know, I, I've always believed in, in this life. I've always believed in taking care of yourself, you know, just creating something good. And as, uh, you know, as well as the environment and everything else that goes into it. You know, I would say that through just working in the industry, I just grew a conscience, you know, for, you know, the animals and the environment and as well as there's, there's also the health side of things as well. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'm not vegan. I like to eat meat, but we recently, uh, after Anthony Bourdain passed, decided we wanted to watch all of the, what's the show? Parts Unknown. Parts Unknown. And there are several episodes where, yeah, the stuff that you don't really want to see, like the work that the butcher does, mm-hmm. you just like mm-hmm. to go to the meat counter and pick up what you when you see the animal being torn apart and, and killed right blood there, and all that, I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay, I, I get vegan now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I just close my eyes and he tells me when it's over. <laughs> so what did you guys do before uh, Rockstar Cafe? A number of different things. My main jobs have been in finance, so finance and banking and accounting. Those have been kind of my past experience so that comes in handy with, with owning your own business it does it very much does <laughs> that's yep. that's why we it, this was a perfect marriage for us you know yeah. kind of coming together here because i don't like finances <laughs> right me neither <laughs> me either i'm a finance major too ah. <laughs> so and mike you uh recently had a baby congratulations thank you thank you so is, is the baby going to be vegan right now <laughs> yeah so your wife is vegan she's not vegan no, she's not okay no. interesting no no she's not but, you know, I've been introducing her to more options, you know, vegan options, and um, she's not opposed to them. She was before, but as of late, just because I've been making a lot of things, and obviously, you know, because of where I work and just being an advocate for certain things, she's more open to it now. That's mm-hmm. good. So I, I'd say 
probably 60% of our diet has been, mm-hmm. you know, more vegan, I would say. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Ariel, I could tell from looking at your Facebook that you are into fitness. I am, yep. <laughs> You're very fit. Uh, thank you. In, in, and in a good way, mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in a feminine way. Because sometimes, you know, they go a little too far. <laughs> and it's like, man, that girl could beat me up. <laughs> yep. And you, you have kids too, right? Or eight? I do. I have one. Yep. One. Okay. Yep. A boy, right? Boy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And how old? He's 11 years old. Wow. Yeah. It's hard to believe you have a little 11 year old. <laughs> <laughs> and he just started working out with me. So I'm oh, so fun. happy. <laughs> yeah. And pretty soon everyone's going to think you're his sister. <laughs> very true mike your baby is really young so yeah you getting sleep i mean when i can <laughs> I, tr- I try to get a little naps here and there i don't really know what sleep is anymore to right. be honest with you with the business you know opening the baby you know being born only two weeks after the business was you know i was like Ariel, i don't know what i'm gonna do here you know and uh, I, i'm just you know, I'm just, I'm just going, I'm just going yeah. back and forth kind of thing. Cause I want to be one of those dads that's constantly involved, you know, in the baby's life. And her, her name's Aaliyah. And I would say that everything that I do with this business and everything that I want her to be proud of me at the end of the day, you mm-hmm. know, everything I do. So I, you know, that's, I think of her constantly, you know, so that kind of keeps me, you know, going and throughout the day, I would say, um, just, just a little motivation for myself, I'd say. And in in the restrooms at the restaurant, there's a baby changing station. And, <laughs> yeah. And there's diapers, yeah, too, Yeah, there's right? diapers and did wipes. You, did you think of that? Because yeah, this is something that Ariel and I talked about prior. It was one of those things. It was like, I'm going to have a baby, like, in a couple of weeks. People have babies. Um, we should probably have something, right? And she's like, yeah, yeah, let's get some, let's get some. And she, like, put it together. And, you know, she did the whole handyman thing. Yeah, with I the, built it. <laughs> Yeah. Wow, good job. And now you can tell your wife she has no excuse to not visit. And she does visit, which is great. She, she visits, honestly, probably once a week or so. So that's, that's a nice. cool thing. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So and then she, she can eat healthy. Only a baby changing station in the ladies' room? There is. So we actually originally <laughs> were going to put it in both. <laughs> and we probably still will. Well, well, all, but yeah, all, we, our plan was to kind of move it over, you know, as we need for now. Right, and, right. Yeah. All, all the new dads, are they're fine. They're good, they're good with it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Not that it really matters. It's a single bathroom. So you still go in there and change it. Yep. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yep. Right. Darn. Oh. <laughs> I used to have to open a window and stick my head out. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> So tell us a little bit more about the restaurant, your vision, how all that came about. Uh, So Michael and I kind of came together probably at least four years ago. And we're just kind of thinking together, you know, can we open something? What can we do that kind of benefits people? And, you know, at least some small kind of way. So we actually found the owners. Michael actually knew the owners of Rockstar Cafe before I. So we kind of met and we talked with them. The the, the original location. Yes. Yep. The original location over in Old you're, You're actually number two. Yes. Yep. That's correct. And just kind of fell in love with them and the food and, you know, what it can actually do for your body and do for your health and your life. And that was it from there. Wow. Yeah. I would, I would say just piggyback on what, what Ariel said. I've always kind of wanted to do something on my own business or something. And I know Ariel feels the same way. For me, it's always wanting to be in this industry. I never wanted to really open up a business in another industry or you know, like I said, financing, I don't want to want to do that, to be honest with you. I mean, I will, but I don't want to do that. 
It's really more in the, the health food industry, okay? So I'm not really a restaurant guy. I didn't know a lot about restaurants. I'm learning every day. I'm being humbled every day. But it's one of those things. It's like, it's a good product, okay? I wanted to do something that created a difference that was against the grain, that was not a, a corporate, a big corporate thing or just another name brand that they just streamlined. This, what Adam and, uh, and, and Karen created over at Oldsmar, you know, I got to know Adam from working at Earth Origins. I was a low little produce manager over there, and uh, Adam used to come in the door, and I just, you know, used to light up, you know, because I saw his energy and, and everything. And then he told me about what he was doing, and I was like, geez, man, that's, that's awesome, you know, and, and I tasted it, and I was like, this is unbelievable, like the product that you've created here. So, you know, I, I mentioned to him, like, hey, man, we should do something, you know, and eventually we figured it out and created a partnership, but I, I love good quality food, and I, I'm all about organic living. I'm all about, you know, wanting to, to do something that creates a difference in people's lives. That's when Ariel and I talked. Ariel feels the same way about the health industry, and obviously everybody knows she works out and she takes care of herself, so she, you know, it was easy for her to say, yes, let's do this. That's a, it's a great product. What Rockstar has is a great product. They've created something amazing, so, so it, was a, it was a perfect marriage for her and I to do this together. So tell us why it's different, the Rockstar product, than anything else around. Awesome. Well, it's, it's definitely a very niche thing. So apart from just being vegan, everything that we do is organic, organic, non-GMO, so no pesticides, anything like that. Um, that's really important. So even just thinking of, oh, I'm going to start eating vegan and vegetables and fruits, organic is a whole other side of it that's just as important. So that's definitely a different thing. We just use strictly organic. Um, and then we also are raw, so we don't cook any of our food that we use. Hence the name. Yep, Rockstar. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we do use dehydrators, so that's our only source of heat, and we put them up to a max of 118 degrees. So anything after that kills off all the good enzymes, and we won't, don't want to do that. We want to keep those and you know get those in the body. Um, so the only heat source that we do use are the dehydrators. But yeah, everything else is raw. Everything is fresh, so all of our fruits, all of our vegetables, everything that we do, and most of what we do is prep. So the prep work, the manual labor is what takes, you know, the longest part. Mm -hmm. And then we get it and get it out to you guys. So, go ahead. It seems that most of your staff is vegan too. Is that correct? Yeah. I think most of them are. Yeah. I mean, some. But, yeah, but they, they, they believe. They believe in, in everything we're doing. I mean, the people that we have with us, we handpicked every single one of them, you know, and they, cr they came from the industry. Again, when I say the industry, I mean the health food industry, mm -hmm. not necessarily restaurants. Mm -hmm. um, so they live the life. They do believe in the product. They, you know, they were with us for two and a half months or so in Oldsmar just mm -hmm. training, you know. I've known them a long time. You know, Aaron and I have, they're more like family, I'd say, the people yeah. that are with us. Yeah, they seem to carry the same passion you guys do, and that's really hard to yeah. find. Yes, yeah, yeah, we're so happy. They're fully vested, for sure. So just before we go on a break, I just have uh, one question, then we're going to take a break, and then we'll bring in Adam from the original Rockstar. So more on a personal level, what's, what's your cheat day? <laughs> so like, cook, cooked do you have one? Cooked carrots? <laughs> for, I mean, for me, I don't I, So... Okay, so we, we, have a, we have an account with a Unify, one of the uh, wholesalers that, that we get our stuff from, and I just contacted them about getting a Beyond Burgers for myself personally. There you go. Because um, <laughs> obviously we don't cook anything, 
at Rockstar. So this would be something obviously I'd cook at home, but it's a it's a vegan uh, burger. I know some other places do carry it as well here yes. in St. Pete, um, but it, it's soy free, everything. So and that's exactly what, you know, Rockstar is. So I'd, I would say that. And I just like a big salad. I'm just a salad <laughs> like connoisseur. I mean, honestly, I could probably eat the jumbin beet salad that we have at Rockstar every day for my cheat meal. I'm just going to be honest with you. That's, I'm, I'm really weird like that. I don't know why. I'm just glad your, your cheat has some cooking in it. <laughs> okay, yes. I do have to have a heat just once in a while, okay? Just once in a while. Ariel? Um, I'm big on desserts. I, yeah, dessert's definitely my big thing. Um, I do a ton of ice cream. A lot of it's dairy-free ice cream, mm -hmm. uh, which is really good. Yeah, dessert. That's oh, my you, big thing. You have awesome dessert. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah, I ate them for breakfast there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you saw we were eating the bullet. Yes, the bullet boss. Yep. Yeah, we were eating those yeah. this yes. morning. We're going to so talk about those and a whole bunch of other yes. rockstar right. food. <laughs> we'll be right back. From San Francisco comes... Right... We are back with Rockstar Cafe, and Rockstar Cafe in St. Pete would not have ever happened if it wasn't for the original Rockstar in Oldsmar, and we actually have with us uh, the owner, Adam Kantrovitz of the original Rockstar Cafe. Is that, Adam, Is that correct? Good afternoon. That is correct. Okay, good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so how did the original Rockstar start? Uh, the original Rockstar Cafe started in Palm Harbor back in 2010 uh, with my business partner, Karen, who was an oncology nurse and who wanted to leave the oncology industry and create something with a plant-based and food as medicine. And me, I had graduate of UMass Amherst in Massachusetts. I was a graduate of hotel and restaurant management. So we decided to merge our passions and create Rockstar Cafe a clean place to eat. Nice. Are there any differences between the two locations? Nope. Other than um, in Oldsmar, we do carry quite a bit of retail. And so but probably 60% of our store is the cafe and 40% of the store is our retail section. Like, a, like a market? Or? Like a marketplace. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So people can buy stuff to take home and make? Correct. Or? Uh, oh. they, they, some of the things like uh, kelp noodles. Mm-hmm. We sell some organic chips and right. things like that. So, and mushrooms, tinctures, some supplements. Interesting. Right. Well, on his business card, it said it's Rockstar Cafe and Superfood Marketplace. Oh. Yeah. Well, we'll have to come check that out. We yeah. would love to have you there. Yeah. Now, but the Rockstar here, though, has organic beer and wine, though, and you don't have that there. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Okay. I thought that, that, that was one of the differences, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you merged this partnership together and decided to form Rockstar Cafe, were you vegan? Or and are you vegan now? Or? Are you or have you ever been a vegan? At that time, I was not. I am more vegan now mm -hmm. than I was then, but I am not 100% vegan. Right. My business partner, Karen, 100% raw vegan for 12 to 14 years. Wow. She's the pinnacle that we all reach for mm. in this vegan industry. And, right. You know, when we're researching and finding products for the Rockstar brand, 
we always run it through Karen. Karen is definitely, I might find something and I think, wow, it's great. It's vegan. It's organic. And Karen will say, yeah, but it has an ingredient in there that we can't sell at Rockstar because it, it, it really is not good for you. Yeah, and you would never have known that. Correct. Right? Karen's the brain. That's awesome. It's always great when you've got the best partners. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And Mike has a great passion for it and Ariel as well. Yes. You know. Yes, we see that for sure. And Mike, we forgot to ask you yeah. when we asked Ariel, are, are you vegan? When did you become vegan? I've always loved to eat healthy. Grew up eating salads all the time, every day, all day, I felt like. But I was not vegan. Just recently, when we opened, that's when I decided to make the change because, you know, I'm there every day. I'm eating healthy by default. It was one of those things, why not? I already love eating the food anyway at Rockstar. It tastes good. Everything's already in there. That's one of the things. It's peace of mind for the consumer, you know? Right. You walk in and you just know you can blindly pick and choose on the menu. All the research has been done for you. There's no soy. There's no dairy. There's nothing. So it's the healthiest product for you. But then it tastes good. Right. So then I'm like, you know what? I want to eat tasty, good food. And I'm going to eat here probably 90% of my life because I'm there all the time. Right. And so the other part, I'm like, all right, I do want that cheat meal. So I'm going to go home and I'm going to eat a burger or I'm going to eat some pasta or something like that, you know, because mm-hmm. I do like some pasta once in a while as well. But Oh, you left that out last time. Yes, I did leave that out. That's right. <laughs> no, I do like some pasta too. I'm not going to lie. But the Parmesan cheese that we make over at Rockstar, that has literally saved my life. I mean, we make this Parmesan cheese, and it tastes just like Parmesan cheese, it except does. for better, in yeah. my opinion. And that's on the Caesar salad. Yeah, we yeah. really enjoyed the Caesar salad. That was great. I, I think I put it on everything, to be honest with you, the Parmesan <laughs> cheese. I'm not even kidding. I'm just like, let me get some more of the Parmesan cheese. For me, if you did a blind taste test with a Caesar salad that's not vegan and yours, mm-hmm. I don't know if I could tell the difference. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, he said that when, when we tried it the first time. So do you sell the Parmesan cheese at your market? We do not yet. Yeah. But it is something we will be bringing on. Interesting. Yeah. That was so. So got a lot of good reviews from it. Each of you guys have a favorite dish at Rockstar? I think so. We might actually yeah. have the same. Oh, yeah? <laughs> what, are you, what is yours? My favorite is the uh, drum-beaten eggless salad with yeah. avocado on top. Love mm-hmm. that. And now I actually put the Parmesan cheese on top of that, mm-hmm. and it just tops it off like perfect. That's, that's fine, too. Yes. Yeah. We had the drum beet salad. That's excellent. Also, yes. the drum beet salad and the Caesar salad are both Wonderful. excellent. Very good, yeah. The tacos are awesome. Oh, yeah. So tell us, tell us about the, the tacos and the Thai lettuce wraps. Yep. Also, the tacos are walnut-based, so it's walnuts, some olive oil, some cumin, served Paprika. on a romaine leaf, and topped with a macadamia nut sauce. That is our sour cream. And then we use a um, nacho cheese sauce that's made from bell peppers right. and nutritional yeast. Love it. And the, the, the guacamole. It's delicious. And those chips are great that Thank go with you. it. Thank you. I so tasted good. some of our own guacamole yesterday and I was like, oh, great you guys guacamole. did great. Thank you. Yeah, the guac and chips. How are the chips made again? They're called crack. Cabbage cracks. Cracks. <laughs> yeah. Or just crack. No. But yes, cabbage cracks. And so it's cabbage and carrots and spinach and... Uh, grounded flax and then we dry them yes but they're just so crispy crunchy with such great flavor it's like a regular chip you want to just keep eating them thank you thank you we're we're summons to our table a lot of time and i usually know what they're going to ask me more chips and they hold it up and they say excuse me but what's this oh (laughs) and 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 i tell them they say i love that do you sell them in bags and we do sell them in bags as well okay so but it's by request because we get it out of the back and we take it right from the dehydrator Mm -hmm. to the customer Mm mm-hmm the reason I, I said tacos and Thai lettuce wraps, those were the first two things that we tried. Mm-hmm. And 
for anybody listening that's not totally vegan but might want to try out Rockstar, those are what I would recommend as two items if you are a non-vegan that you will probably really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. And the dessert. Yeah, the, we'll get to those. <laughs> the Thai lettuce wraps. Yeah, the Thai lettuce wrap. It's the same thing. It's on a bed of uh, uh, romaine lettuce. I'm forgetting the ingredients right now for some reason. But. It's, uh, walnuts and uh, toasted sesame. That's the main two ingredients. There's, there's a pepper in there we use, too. It's almost like a sweet uh, and spicy. pepper. Yeah. Right. Yeah, those are super tasty. Yeah. Served with a pad thai that's made with our kelp noodles. And the pad thai has a wonderful flavor to it made with almonds. And that's another popular dish. So does everything, pretty much every dish, contain nuts? I'm just asking that question because no. there are a no, lot of doesn't. people out there that are allergic to nuts. So Correct. Yeah. Yeah, so, so we have a sunflower seed burger, mm-hmm. which contains no nuts at all. Okay. So very Good. popular. Um, Raw Getty. Ragetti, the raw getty seeds. actually i really like that because we've done some spiralizing at home and you know put some sauce on it i'm like it's just not spaghetti it's just like <laughs> <a> fake pretend <laughs> spaghetti <laughs> but the raw getty that you guys you, there's an ingredient in there that has a very noodle like quality yes I forget what it is the like kelp noodle kelp noodle yeah mm-hmm. that the kelp noodle makes it yeah and so you like, do have to flavor a kelp noodle you flavor it correctly and it's like spaghetti it tastes mm-hmm. great yeah so definitely try the raw Getty. If you try spiralizing at home and you're like, this sucks, try the raw Getty. It's really good. <laughs> Lori, yes. you mentioned the desserts. Yes. Um, the bullet balls are absolutely phenomenal. You wouldn't even know you weren't eating chocolate, like real, because it's got raw cacao in it, mm-hmm. correct? But you wouldn't know that you're not eating real chocolate chocolate. Correct. And the, the first step into being a vegan, even for, especially for Karen, to Gloria, my partner, is finding desserts because mm-hmm. you got to start somewhere. Most people have a, you know, a, a liking for sweets. And so you start with desserts and that's a great way to transition into veganism. You create great tasting desserts. And they have, and yeah. And you have donuts and pies and turtle. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, they're all, they were all amazing. Yeah. The La Caramel Turtle. Yes. Awesome. The, Thank uh, you for the correction. There's a uh, key lime pie, which is also excellent. It's, that one you could might you probably be able to tell in a blind taste test which one's the more traditional, but, but it's, that's it's mostly really from the close. texture, not the really, flavor. Not the flavor. It's from the texture because yeah. it doesn't have yeah. right, right. Yeah, the, no, the flavor is pretty on, pretty pretty spot on. Yeah, definitely the desserts, the tacos, the, the lettuce smoothies. wraps. Oh, the smoothies. And the smoothies. Right. We just had the potion oh. number nine this yeah. past week. What was it? Well, Saturday. Yeah. That smoothie was actually created by one of our customers who just stood by our board and kept on picking items, and <laughs> I kept on rolling my eyes at him, and then he goes, taste it, and I was like, that is amazing, so we ended up bringing the number nine, and he comes in all the time, we're like, somebody here created the number nine three years ago, and he gets his accolades, and he loves it, and, but it really did come out great, it's a wonderful smoothie. Is there mm-hmm. a reason for the nine? Nine ingredients. That's what I yeah, Oh, yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, we, I just thought of that, yeah. I'm like, it has to be nine ingredients. Yeah. And it's nice. It's easier for the kitchen. That way we just go with number nine mm-hmm. and they know what to put in instead of sitting at the register, pushing in all nine ingredients. Right. Might slow you down a little bit. Right. And, uh, and then we have another smoothie called the Powerhouse Smoothie, and that has slowly become a top smoothie as well. People oh, yeah. People love it. It's nice. got crunchy cacao nibs in it. Oh, wow. Real good. Mm. Yeah, same, so- same thing with St. Pete. That's, that's the number one smoothie, I'd say. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we're, we're little by little working our way through the menu. So, Mike, I, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but yep. the first time we talked, I, I think you said that uh, 
Adam might have been a little bit resistant the first time you asked about doing a second location? No, no, he he wasn't resistant. No, it was it was there were certain aspects of the business that was that we altered and changed because of St. Pete and because we were held to the fire because of certain contracts and and uh, leasing agreements. And so we had to Adam and I we had to talk about things, you know, and just um, and communicate about certain changes that needed to be altered and changed. That was really it. We knew Mike and Ariel were the right people for the job. We just would have liked to maybe try to get some of the retail in that store right. uh, to help okay. them, if anything, because we just know how vital it is at our store. And, and maybe someday they'll be able to bring in a few of the products and mm-hmm. retail, which they already are bringing, maybe, and right. get to that point. I think that would be. So, so, so we, had a, we had a relationship you know, built with, uh, with Adam probably right after he opened up Rockstar, you know, and from him coming into Earth Origins, like I was saying, when I was working at Produce over there, and he would come in there, and I would supply him some of his vegetables and whatnot. And then I went to Rockstar right when they opened up, you know, right around the time in, in Palm Harbor, the original location. I remember asking him, this is probably six years ago, hey, what do you think about maybe doing something like this? And everything wasn't in place at that time, you know, but I was like constantly thinking about like, man, Rockstar, like that is something that would be a great thing to like have other places, for example, like St. Pete, um, being as progressive as it is and becoming a vegan uh, mecca almost, you know, here in St. Pete, it feels like Rockstar is a really good thing. So just through that, you know, those years of just building a relationship and cultivating that with Adam and Karen and stuff, it was, it was easy for us to say, we, we want to do something with Rockstar. And for us and our brand, we're looking for the right people. And right. Mike definitely is of that right mold in Ariel. And it's hard to pick. You want to pick somebody who really has a good conscience and who really cares mm-hmm. about what they're doing. And, you know, we're a business with the purpose of providing the healthiest, cleanest foods. And Mike has that passion he always has. When I would go to Earth Origins, he knew what I was looking for. Yeah. And he'd say, I got your goods. Well, yeah. And that passion just oozes out of both of them. I mean, yes. the first time we met them, you, could, you can feel it in the entire store, the vibe, everything yeah. in the restaurant feels that way. And then you got to love people. And they both are very nice. They're wonderful yeah. to people. So yeah. that's the two keys to a recipe of a successful rock star. High quality food and just wonderful people. So, Adam, are you guys looking for more franchisees? Yes, we are. We are hoping to open in Sarasota. I think Sarasota would be a great market and maybe in South Tampa. Great. Okay, so any vegans listening that want to say, take this job and shove it and work for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> you know who to contact now. Con- contact Adam Kantrovitz Correct. at the uh, Rockstar Cafe in Oldsmar. Location? Address is 4011 Tampa Road and Suite 11. And we're open every day except for Sundays. Great. And yep. what's the address at your location, Mike? It's uh, 740 Central Avenue. Great. And you can find them also at rockstarcafe.com. Correct. Thank you very much for being here. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. This is Chris Walker, and you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Welcome back to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Our music segment showcases only local artists, and today we'll be featuring Blake Daniels. Blake has spent the last few years bouncing around the country playing in various cities. He has since returned to his hometown of St. Petersburg and has gotten serious about releasing an album. In February this year, 
Blake released his first five-song demo recording of his own original music. He's been writing and recording privately for the past decade or so, and now he's currently wrapping up his first full album and hopes to release it by the end of this year. His style can best be described as whimsical folk music. Before we hear the music, we have Blake in studio with us to answer the Fast Five Foodies questions. Our local musician today comes to us from One Step Media and Kate Reuter. She provides management, marketing, and booking services to independent artists, and she's a singer-songwriter herself. Today we have Blake Daniels from St. Pete, local St. Pete native. Hi. How are you? Welcome to the show. Good. Thank you so much for having me. Are you ready for the Fast Five Foodies questions? I think so. Okay. Anyways, it's not a test and there's no right or wrong answer. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite food? Probably uh, salmon and, uh, or, or uh, lox and bagels. The nice. smoked salmon, bagels, yeah. Capers. Cool. I like mm-hmm. that one. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite restaurant in St. Pete? Probably I'd have to say El Cap for that. El Cap, I'm a okay. big fan of El Cap. Yeah. What, what do you get there? Uh, just the regular cheeseburger. Just you cheeseburger, know. yeah. Keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Salt or pepper? Pepper. D- oh, awesome. Yeah. Getting mm-hmm. a lot of pepper people. I'm, okay. I, I, I just I smother stuff in pepper. It's kind of the, non, the non-conformist answer, I think. So Good. Yeah. <laughs> Cilantro. Love it or it tastes like soap? I like cilantro. Yeah, I don't have that gene where it... I guess some people have the gene yeah. where, yeah, yeah. That's cool I guess that you know about it. Yeah, I've read about that, yeah. Most um, people are usually like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, Lori, I love cilantro. Lori has that gene. That's how this question got in here. Gotcha, okay. Can you cook? Uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. What do you cook? Actually, I made a really good uh, strip steak last night for dinner that uh, usually I, I overcook my steak on accident because I like it really rare, but I managed to get a really good rare steak last night that's awesome yeah yeah that is when you like it really rare and i do too that's Mm -hmm. that's the trick yep it's it's hard to got to get it in the right spot yep yep and do you do it on a grill or a cast iron skillet i did it in a pan i messed up my cast iron skillet so i'm using a regular pan again but uh yeah did it in a pan and uh just seared it for maybe like two minutes on each side real high heat and it came out really well I, i was watching a gordon ramsay videos that said to let it sit for a real long time, or, you know, longer. I feel like I, mm-hmm. I get too impatient. I cut into it too fast. So I, oh, right. I managed to let it sit. Let it rest. Let it rest, right, for, uh, for a little bit this time. Cool. And it worked. Steak is a good answer. Mm-hmm. So uh, what do you have coming up? Uh, so my next event is actually uh, October 26th, and that's going to be at the Blue Note in Tampa. And we're playing with a band called American Supermodels and then another band called uh, Four Star Rock. Awesome. So we're looking forward to that. Good. And we have a song, one of your songs from today, mm-hmm. uh, which is I'll Fly Away. Yep, I'll Fly Away. What's the story on that song? So that song um, I wrote uh, kind of recently, like within the last, well, I guess actually a year now, maybe. So I guess not super recent, but uh, yeah, it's kind of just like almost like a like an acoustic folk kind of just... Uh, kind of sounds like a feel-good song, but I think the lyrics are a little darker than, than probably you might think at first glance. But uh, yeah. Right. It does, it does sound kind of happy. Right. <laughs> so I'll have to listen to the lyrics closely. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Blake, thank you so much. Thank you.
Once again, that was Blake Daniels with I'll Fly Away. Today, we decided to go to Central Melt in downtown St. Pete for lunch. They specialize in elevated grilled cheese sandwiches. I had the classic milk. It's a mild cheddar on white bread, because I'm a white girl. And I added bacon and tomato, and I love to dip it in their homemade tomato soup, which they, can, they give you a little bit on the side for, I think, like a dollar or something like that. It's really inexpensive. I had the Garden State Goddess, since I'm a Jersey boy. It has avocado, arugula, cucumbers, and mozzarella on wheat, and it's super delicious. And the fries are out of this world as well. Hand-cut, delicious, amazing. So while we have lunch, we also like to read our mail. Our Lunchbox segment is where we read opinions and answer questions from our listeners. Please email us at lunchbox at stpetersburgfoodies.com with your opinions, feedback, and questions to be featured in this segment. This is Ted Dorsey from The Mill Restaurants, and you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Today's tip of the week is regarding etiquette with reservations. Apps such as Open Table and Resi have made it quite convenient to make reservations these days without having to make a phone call, which nobody seems to like to do these days. Things come up, or maybe you change your mind about going out. Just because you didn't actually speak to anyone when you made your reservation doesn't excuse you from being responsible about canceling if you can't make it or if you're running late. This actually happened in our Facebook group where a girl announced that it was her birthday and she wanted to go to a specific restaurant. And that restaurant owner was on there and actually made a reservation for her right there in the Facebook group. And then the girl never even bothered to show up. It was a very disappointing thing for them. They held the table for over an hour. I mean, that's money right out of their pocket and food from their children's mouths, so to speak. So anyway... The point is, if it's a last-minute cancellation, make the phone call. If it's at least an hour or so ahead, you can cancel easily on the app. Also, don't show up with eight people when you only made a reservation for six. If the restaurant's full, they can't magically make two extra seats appear. Thank you for listening. Thanks to our guests. And thanks to our sponsors. Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News, and our intro music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. If you're listening to us on iTunes or any other podcast app, please give us a rating, and also remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. Start out with a little bit of oil, and you fry some garlic. Then you throw in some tomatoes, some tomato paste. You fry it. You make sure it doesn't stick. Mm-hmm. You got it to a boil. You shove in all your sausage and your meatballs. Huh? And a little bit of wine. And a little bit of sugar. And that's my trick. Why don't you cut the crap? I got more important things for you to do. How's Paulie? Oh, Paulie won't see him no more.